Coming up on this week's show, we're talking to the authors of the Changing on the Fly charity anthology, Heather Lear, Violosi, and R.J. Scott. Welcome to the Big Gay Fiction Podcast, the show for readers and writers of gay romance fiction. If you can read it, write it, watch it, or listen to it, these two guys are going to talk about it. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Adams and Will Knauss. Welcome to episode 108 of Jeff and Will's Big Gay Fiction Podcast. I'm Jeff from jeffadamswrites.com. And I'm Will from willcanals.com. This week's episode is brought to you in part by listeners just like you. We'll have more information on how you can help support this podcast in just a few minutes. Welcome back. Thank you. It's nice to be home. Yeah. Tis. We did a lot while we were gone. <laughs> it was crazy. We are, um, I think we're pretty much done on our road, our recovery. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Uh, obviously, my brain has not recovered just yet. <laughs> I did get some sleep. We've recovered from GRL for the most part. Um, I got some sleep. You did some traveling. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. We got home on Monday morning, which was great. And then I was home and working on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, I went to the Bay Area for some work. To the Warburg? The Bay Area for some work. The Bay Area. Oh, yes. you mean San Francisco. Well, I was in Oakland, too. And Pleasanton, so I was all over the place. Oh, you, you a world traveler. <laughs> a Bay Area traveler, <laughs> if nothing else. And uh, I was supposed to come home Thursday night and couldn't get home because of the fog up here. And so I finally came home Friday morning and... I might be put back together from all that travel and sleep weirdness and everything else. So, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. We did get to see cover cover concepts for Hockey Player's Heart this week. That was exciting. Yes, the production process on our co-authored book is moving along. And uh, we saw some... Earlier this week, we saw some... Uh, cover model possibilities. Yes. Uh, we chose one, and then just the other day, we saw our uh, initial cover concepts. Yeah. And we're pretty happy so far. Pretty darn happy. And we saw galleys this week, and mm -hmm. it's almost done. It's almost a book, people. Which is very exciting. Indeed. Seeing our, our scripty little font names was very on cool to me. On, on the, the title page. Mm -hmm. I thought it was very cool. So, yeah. There's big stuff going on this week. Big stuff? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, of course, there's Halloween on Tuesday. Halloween! For those of you who are into the Halloween thing. Happy Halloween to everyone. Yes. And then November 2nd, which would be Thursday, is our second podcast anniversary. November 2nd, 2015, our little show was born. <laughs> and came into the world. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Just say yay. Yay? Two years, 108 episodes, plus all kinds of bonuses. That's very true. Very, very true. Uh, how, do, how do you feel on the podcast anniversary? I think it's very cool that we've been two years at this. Mm -hmm. That weekly we stand here before all of you and our, and our camera, which is up here, uh, doing this show and having a good time with it. I agree. Um, any, any deep, meaningful thoughts about the... Uh, about these past two years? I don't know. I, I think it's nice that we've kept it going, uh, talking about the genre that we do love so much, as the genre itself has grown. Mm 
Uh, you know, we've seen a couple other podcasts, you know, drop out yep. in the time that we've been doing it, but we've seen the new ones come in. Indeed. And uh, we hope to see that grow. Start a podcast if you're out there listening. Please. We would love to have more yeah. people talking about this. Yeah. I think, hmm, in, in general terms, I think um, 2016 was the year of the podcast. I think podcasts got a whole lot of... Um, uh, in traditional media, they spilled a lot of ink talking mm. about how podcasts are the important hip new thing and that's how you reached your audience. And there were, you know, a lot of very big podcasts exploding at that time, having literally millions of downloads. And um, so, and, and as we got into 2017, I think that sort of. Uh, frenetic enthusiasm sort of died down and uh, a lot of shows sort of um, petered off and just sort of disappeared went the way of blogs in, <laughs> in like 2009 right remember when everyone had a blog <laughs> um so yeah um i'm very proud and very glad that we number one started this show um I think you and I, we personally saw a void, um, and we thought, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know why we thought we were the experts to <laughs> to fill that void, uh, but we did, and that's what we did, and I don't know, here we are two years here later. We are. I know. It's crazy, but it's fun. It's a little weird. We want to thank everyone who's joined us since GRL last week. Um, this, oh, yeah. This past week of the show has been our highest downloaded and YouTubed week ever. And that would be true even if we hadn't produced the bonus episodes. This um, this past Friday, specifically, for no reason that we can actually... <laughs> we have no idea why we had a astronomical spike in the show's downloads. And while, you know, behind the scenes there are certain metrics with which to measure, measure the uh, success of our show... Um, it's still a little, um, uh, it's mind blowing try, trying to figure out where that spike came from. We actually have no idea and no way of actually knowing. So, uh, that being said, uh, we appreciate you giving the show a try. Absolutely. Uh, and if you are a brand new listener, uh, we hope you enjoy this episode and we hope you stick around for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome aboard. Also, something um, something happened I, uh, at GRL this past weekend um, concerning the podcast, and I wanted just to mention it a little bit, okay. su su super briefly. Um, last year uh, at Kansas City, uh, we went to GRL for the very first time in uh, an official podcast capacity. Uh, we sponsored the um, the GRL. Uh, blog tour. Yeah. Um, we had hosted authors here on the show. And so last year was the very first time that we kind of went with our uh, sort of fancy podcasts hats on. <laughs> yes. I suppose you could say it that way. Uh, so um, 
We've been going to GR. I swear I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. Um, <laughs> now we've we've been going to GRL for quite some time. This was our and, sixth, and we have lots of friends and acquaintances. And I think for the most part, people just know us as you know Jeff and Will. We're those guys. And for the very first time uh, last year, we went uh, under the uh, official banner of the podcast. And I still think most people viewed us as Jeff and Will, those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year, I feel that... I, f- <laughs> uh, I think, uh, in part, I think most people saw us as the podcast. As the podcast mm-hmm. brand that we've been working to build for two years now. Mm-hmm. Did you, I, I did think you, that's true. There were more okay. people who were like, oh, hey, I love your show, or I listen yes, to the show. Or, exactly. You know, exactly. Those, that. Um, yeah, and that was that was cool. I think part of that might have been that there uh, has been an influx of new attendees at GRL. Uh, so we don't know everybody <laughs> who showed up in Denver. Uh, so there were a lot of people who came up to us and saying, you know, hey, uh you're the guys from that podcast. We like the show, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that uh, kind of, it was different. And it freaked me out a little bit. Yeah, you did have, especially Friday morning, you were like, <laughs> oh my God, what's happening? What, what's that What's that actually mean? I, I, it was like, it's n- nothing anyone said or did. Everyone was incredibly kind and very generous. Uh, it was just something so new. It was just, it was just a, a new dynamic. And I kind of had to wrap my head around it for a second. Uh yeah, so uh, we're moving forward. <laughs> Woo! Yay for the podcast! Indeed, yes. So yeah, I have to come to terms with the the idea that the podcast is actually a thing now. It's not just something we kind of <laughs> do, and it's not just something we do on a Sunday. Pe- people genuinely watch it and listen to it and enjoy it. That's sort of a interesting concept. Mm-hmm. I think that's sort of what authors sometimes go through when and they spend so much time with their creativity by themselves and they spend so much time working on a book. They write it and then they edit it and they pour their heart and soul into a book and then they release it out into the world. And there's this moment when you finally realize that people are actually reading it. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, that's how I felt concerning the podcast. Anyway, I've, I've rambled on a really long time. Let's move on to the next topic. Which is your birthday. My birthday. Yes, you have, your birthday is coming up on the 4th, which I believe is Friday. If I've counted the dates right, it might be Saturday, but it is, it is in the next week. Mm -hmm. So happy, happy upcoming birthday to you, sir. Uh Uh-huh. I am turning 45. Uh, super (laughs) <laughs> super old. <laughs> he says super old, and yet I'm four and a half years older than he is. So, so. It's such a crazy idea. Who'd have ever thought I'd be hitting 45? It's a weird idea. You'd have to get there eventually. Uh, well, yeah, time marches on, as they say. Um, I do have some things planned for my 45th year. Uh, we will probably get into that and explore some of those ideas in upcoming episodes. Uh, nothing I want to talk about right now. We'll keep it on the down low. Okay. Um, <laughs> and we do not plan on doing anything special for my birthday. 
I'm I'm not one of those people who yeah. It's just you like, and I both moved past that a while ago. It's just like eh, whatever. Uh, eh, it's not my favorite thing. Although this year I am not depressed about it. Good. Um, I've mentioned before on the show that my birthday comes at a weird time. Um, there are a lot of confluence of events that happen around Halloween and the beginning of November. Um, we usually get home from GRL, and then there's that sort of post-con dip in emotions that we all feel. Uh, then my birthday, and then uh, NaNoWriMo starts up, and there I have a whole lot of <laughs> emotions wrapped up in that event as well. <laughs> so, and, and in years past, it's been very difficult for me. Uh, I'm feeling pretty chipper right now. Uh, so I'm... I'm forging ahead into my 45th year with my head held high, and um, I'm optimistic. Good. I'm I think glad. I think deep down, I've learned. I think deep down in my core, I am a cynic. I learned that from my parents, but I'm kind of wrapped in an optimistic candy-coated shell. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, right now, my candy coating is still intact in terms of my birthday. So I'm feeling pretty good about it. Well, that's good. So yay me. So we need to take a, a more somber turn for just a moment. Oh, yes. You know? Yes. There's, um, yes. Something happened, then we need to address it. Yes. Uh, this week, the uh, genre lost one of its most beloved, I would say, and prolific writers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sandrine Gasque-Dion passed away a few days after we returned from GRL. She was actually at uh, Con Book Signing in Florida uh, the same weekend we were away, and she passed away suddenly in the middle of the week. Mm -hmm. And we send our deepest condolences to her friends, her family, her fans, Mm -hmm. and everyone out there. She will be missed. Yes. There was a lot of... um, a lot of people online were genuinely shocked, and mm-hmm. but there was uh, an incredible outpouring of goodwill. Uh, yeah. I think other authors loved and appreciated her generosity uh, and the fans. Uh, so many readers uh, loved her books and the work that she did, so she will be sorely missed. Yes, absolutely. Changing on the Fly is a celebration of romance featuring four stories about hockey players falling in love on and off the ice. All proceeds from the anthology are donated to the You Can Play project, which supports inclusiveness in athletics. The stories include Head in the Game by Jeff Adams, Second Chance at Love by Heather Lear, Rookie Moves by V.L. Losey, and Secrets by R.J. Scott. The anthology is available from Amazon.com and other online retailers for a limited time only during the 2017-18 NHL season. Pick yours up today and support a worthwhile cause. So that's that little couple minutes in the show where we tell you how much we appreciate the folks who help support us on Patreon. Mm -hmm. We want to send a very big thank you to Kendra for increasing her pledge from the bronze to silver level. Thanks for that extra support, Kendra. Thank you. You're awesome. Now, you can help support the Big Gay Fiction Podcast with a monthly pledge through Patreon. For as little as 25 cents an episode, your pledge helps pay for the cost of producing and distributing this podcast. And for 
fans who pledge at the silver and gold levels, which we kind of just mentioned, you'll have the exclusive <laughs> opportunity to ask questions of our upcoming guests. Now, all patrons also have the option to have a personalized thank you from us sent directly to them. Also, any month that we have pledges that cover our monthly production costs, we'll produce a bonus show, especially for our patrons. And we'll be recording the November bonus episode in just a few weeks. Yes, absolutely. You can get all the details on our Patreon page. Just go to patreon.com slash biggayfictionpodcast. That is p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash biggayfictionpodcast. See, you read that just fine. Last week you were all like, I cold read it and did it. And you, you read it just fine this week. <laughs> Maybe I just helped you up your game on that. Uh, yeah, not not too bad for an old guy. <laughs> so you mentioned what we were talking about your birthday, and I'm sure many of our audience knows NaNoWriMo starts this week. Mm-hmm. It starts on November 1st, which is Wednesday. Um, it's weird. Now, before you start going on, <laughs> Some of our listeners may be asking, what is this NaNoWriMo of which you speak? NaNoWriMo stands for National Novel Writing Month. That's N-A-N-O-W-R-I-M-O. NaNoWriMo. And it is sort of a... Not, it's not a competition. It's sort of a... No, it definitely is it's not. It's a, a global celebration of the written word where <laughs> participants sign up and tr- uh, attempt to write a 50,000-word novel during the month of November. Yes, which means if you stay on a daily word count, you'd write approximately 16, 67 words per day to hit the 50,000 words. Indeed. Um, I've done it a number of years. I've won it a number of years. Uh, this year, I'm not doing it because I have six or seven chapters left to write in Winger 2. Mm-hmm. Which need to be done, and then I need to edit because Winger, I'm sorry, that's Winger 3. Winger 3 is due in to Harmony Inc. December 1st. So I don't have, it just won't work for me to go write something completely new in 50,000 words in the month because I've got this other thing that needs to be done. You are what they call a NaNoWriMo rebel. I suppose, yes. Which means that you're not starting a new book fresh on November 1st, you're going to continue with existing projects. Yes. Uh, you are most likely going to end up writing 50,000 words in the month of November. Mm, I don't know. if These 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 chapters that are left should only be about twelve to 14,000. Mm-hmm. And then edits. I don't know how to count the words that will be edited. The, the plus and the minus is too much for my head. But I will be working through NaNo this year. Uh, last year we did... Uh, the first draft of Hockey Player's Heart got written in NaNo. Yes, it did. And uh, yeah, so for everyone who's doing NaNo, you have our our best wishes to go out and succeed in whatever your measure of success for the month is. Put some words on the page. If you're participating, that's all we can say is put words on the page because then you win anyway. Mm-hmm. And if you are a longtime reader and have been curious about telling your own story and writing your own I don't know, truth? I don't know. <laughs> it's up to you. Um, you can go to nanorimo.org to learn more about it. Yes. And kudos to everyone who's going to try it this year, because it, it is a lot of fun. Uh, so Entertainment Weekly this week, in its November 3rd issue, uh, came out with a story on gay coming-of-age movies that are happening because of the Moonlight effect, as they put it. Of course, Moonlight won the Oscar last year for Best Picture. 
And so they were looking at some gay films that were coming out, either either are out now or coming out in the in the in the coming months. Said so that word way too much. Um, they mentioned Beach Rat, so something that came out this summer. I had not heard of this. Had did it crossed your mm-hmm. line of sight? Well, that's good. Apparently, it's about a Brooklyn teen who is struggling to get away from his home life and he may have a girl girlfriend hooks up with older men online. Sounds interesting, and maybe we'll see it someday. Maybe. Uh, Call Me By Your Name made this article, and of course you've been gaga for this movie mm-hmm. for a while now, and it apparently comes out, at least in limited release, uh, this coming month, November 24th, is its date. Um, I like what Army Hammer said about the movie in the article. He said that they wanted to make a movie about love, emotion, craving, tenderness, love, loss, lust, grief, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I like a movie that has all the feels. So perhaps that one has it. Uh, of course, the movie that I am most looking forward to in March is Love, Simon, which is the uh, movieization of Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda by Becky Albertalli. Uh, I will be in the theater because hopefully that's a big enough release from Fox that it'll end up going wide. Mm-hmm. Um, Boy Erased, eh, I wasn't too sure about this one. It's Nicole Kibben and Russell Crowe about a teen being pushed into conversion therapy. Which sounds like something completely different than all the other ones that they talked about in the article and didn't really seem to fit. I'm rolling my eyes really hard right now, it, just in case you're not watching the video. <laughs> um, I uh, I think it's adorable that you thought this was kind of a, a positive article. You are always the optimist. <laughs> I'm going to play the cynic right now. Please do. Um I think whoever wrote this article, now I have no idea what their sexual orientation actually is, but I think they need to check their hetero privilege at the door. Um, I think the the hook of this article was utterly bizarre to me. I do not get it at all. I mean, the article touts a new, way, a new wave of coming-of-age gay stories, and it actually asks... The question, why the influx of gay films? And I'm like, what planet are you on? The <laughs> the main point of the article is it's um it's touting three, just three gay releases that are going to be coming out in the next ten months. All of these movies are independently produced. They have nothing to do with Hollywood. Almost at all. Yeah, Only Love, Simon um, is, a, is a big studio film. So I didn't... Uh, yeah. I don't... <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't get the slant of this article. The only thing I think is positive about it is, is that it is promoting uh, two movies I'm very uh, enthusiastic about. Of course, Call Me By Your Name and Love, Simon based on the book that you loved pieces. So I'm looking... I'm glad that those two movies got some love. Uh, I think they deserve it. Um, uh, Especially Call Me By Your Name. It continues to make its way through all the festivals, and uh, everyone is really, really into it. So we're looking forward to it this holiday season. Yeah, the thing that I thought that they missed the ball on, since they called out Beach Rats, was that they didn't call out something like Summer. Which has been all over the place since uh, spring and summer this year. Mm-hmm. Big miss. And if I could find a way to email people, I'd do it. But <laughs> Entertainment Weekly doesn't seem to do the letters thing anymore. <laughs> that was a 
a big miss to me. Uh, it was a bit of a head scratcher, but like I said, I'm glad that um, those two movies specifically were getting some love. Want to hang out with us between shows? Check us out on Facebook. You never know what we might post. News about book sales, bonus video content, and maybe even a live broadcast or two. Like us today at facebook.com slash biggayfictionpodcast and see what we get up to next. So earlier in October, you had the great pleasure of being in a charity anthology with some really lovely ladies. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't tell you how much I was thrilled when I got invited into this um, last year. You may have jumped up and down a little bit. I might have <laughs> to get to get to go alongside of, of VL Losi and R.J. Scott and mm-hmm. Heather Lear. Yep, and continue in an in a anthology that like Avon Gale was in last year. It was like, oh my god! It's like I got invited to the cool kids table. Yes, you did. Um, and as we did last year uh, with the Changing on the Fly anthology, uh, we got a little round table together to talk to the authors. So let's hear what Heather, VL, and RJ have to say about this year's anthology. I'm excited today to welcome my co-authors from the Changing on the Fly, the second period anthology. We've got Heather Lear, VL Losey, and RJ Scott. Welcome, everybody. Hiya. So I want to give you a moment to introduce each of yourselves uh, for the listeners. Heather, we'll start up with you. So I'm Heather Lear, and I write contemporary romance under Heather Lear, and I write paranormal romance um, under Kenzie McLear. Um, And by day, I am a high school Spanish teacher in the middle of nowhere, and at night, I'm a football mom writing hockey (laughs) while I sit in the stands. Nice, nice. Vicky? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to go to RJ. I was dawdling. I'm, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm VL Losi or Vicky Losi. You know, my pen name is so secretive, nobody will ever figure out who I am. Um, I write mostly MM hockey romance. I do dabble with some paranormal and some other things. I also do MF, but that's kind of going by the wayside. I am a full-time author, um, chicken herder, cat wrangler, dog shusher, um, and I cheer the Rangers. <laughs> that's about the extent of my excitement. That's a lot, that's good excitement. Uh, you yeah. know, keeps me out of the bar. <laughs> and RJ. Hi, I'm RJ Scott. Um, I'm an author of MM Contemporary Romance. Can you tell I'm reading from my notes? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm a a full-time author. I've been a full-time author for about five years now, and I've got probably about 120 books out there. Um, I write a lot of hockey recently with that young lady there, VR Losi. And um, I love what I do, and I love the penguins, and I'm still reeling. I'm reeling from that small loss that we took this week. Yeah, that's not a way to open the season. For the listeners who don't know, the the, the Penguins went down to the Blackhawks 10-1 to 1 in the season opener. Nobody was... else knows. Don't tell people. <laughs> Just us four. We're the only ones that know. <laughs> 
So this is the second year uh, for the Changing on the Fly anthology. Uh, Vicky, can you give us some background on what its origin was and how the volume actually performed last year? Two years ago, I guess it was, Avon Gale and I, who Avon wasn't able to participate this year, we brainstormed this idea where we wanted to try to get together some M.M. hockey romance authors and do it a charity anthology because there's been anthologies for everything else. And we wanted to donate the money to a charity that supports inclusiveness in sports. Um, so last year, we, we did the first edition and we raised over $3,000 that we sent to our chosen charity. And we were thrilled to death about that. Um, so this year, we wanted to try to do it again. But as I said, unfortunately, Avon couldn't couldn't participate this year because her release schedule is almost, if not as equally insane as RJ's and mine. <laughs> and um, so I kind of just took the reins and tried to gather everybody together. And I was fortunate enough to get these lovely authors here that we have here. And we're hoping that this year we can match what we made in the previous one or exceed it. Yeah, that would be fantastic. If, if we could do that. Let's talk about the stories that are in this year's uh, very different stories. Um, have, I've, I've finished the book the other night and I like how we all, without even talking to each other, managed to write people at different stages in their career. Cause you've got RJ with the, with the guys in the, in the AHL. I've kind of written the, the guy who's been in the NHL for a while. Vicky did the superstar and then Heather has the the guy whose career he he's he's exited hockey. Which I like how we spread that out so well. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the things I like about anthologies is is you get usually I mean unless the author sit down okay okay we're only going to write about this particular topic but you get a wide uh, area or wide choices of different kind of topics and different like you said, different places in, in their careers or different leagues or different, you know, places where they're at in life. So I, I like that choice that you get in there and that variety. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the individual stories. Heather, we'll, we'll start with yours. Uh, tell us what yours is about and kind of what its origin story was. So mine is about Zach and Tony and they are reconnecting. They grew up as best friends. And um, Zach, uh, Zach has known since he was a teenager that he was gay, but he was in a, and I, and I didn't even realize this. And when I was voting, I was like, oh, that's probably the wrong state to have this in, but whatever, it works. And a very, what he thinks is a very conservative Christian town in Vermont. Um, but he was also a, a hockey phenom who, you know, was one of those kids who had the NHL knocking on his door at 16, 17 years of age. And uh, because he knew that's where he was going, he, was, he had to keep it quiet. And now he's at, he has exited hockey, not of his own free will, but because of a freak car accident. Um, and so his mother, who you kind of, you meet her in his sister's story. So those who people who read his sister story are gonna go, oh yeah, totally get that. Um, he uh, he's on vacation to escape the things that his mom put in motion when he was laid up in the hospital, and so 
his best friend, who he's not seen since he was 18, shows up at the same place. And uh, they kind of hash out what happened when he left and then kind of go forward. And uh, one of my favorite lines is Tony tells Zach to get his shit together. It's probably one of my favorite lines in the book is when 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 Tony looks at Zach and he's like, you need to get your shit together. I mean, because who can call you on it like your best friend? Right. And who also happens to be the guy that you've been in love with since you were 16. You know, so that's kind of where the story ended or comes from. But it's set in my um, my other series. Uh, a holiday Vermont and uh, in a holiday Christmas you actually meet Zach and Tony and it's years later like they're married they have a little girl so when I the way I ended it it's because those who've read the holiday series that's the Zach and Tony that they know so it's kind of like a precursor to the holiday series because Zach's the mayor of holiday Vermont and so, and I recently got the rights back to the whole holiday series. So I get to rewrite it and I get to put Zach and Tony because they were never supposed to be like, Zach was never supposed to be a main character. So now I get to kind of I've put him in, sprinkle him in throughout the book now, the series. But that's where it came from. And, and I'm super excited about it because how many boys, I, I have a guy I went to high school with who this could have been his story. We all we all knew he was gay, but he didn't come out until he was in college because of the time frame that he was in high school. You know, like last night, I so I'm a teacher and I have a student who <clears throat> for two years were like, this kid just needs to come out of the closet. He just needs to come out of the closet. But he was 12 and 13 years old. He was not coming out. And he came out this week. So... I'm like, yeah. that's brave for a 14-year-old boy. It's very brave. Living in the part of Denver that he lives in mm-hmm. to come out. And mm-hmm. I'm like, it's the sh- it's those students is the reason why I think Zach is the way he is. You know, Tony is very open with who what his sexuality is, but Zach is. You know, and I look at my son's <clears throat> teammates, and I'm like, how many of them? How many of them are gay? And aren't saying anything because they play football. Mm-hmm. Zach is for all those those kids who those boys who had to keep it quiet because they were not because of the way the world would would react, but the way they thought the world was going to react, especially the time that they were playing. Um, and I like to know I, I'm going to have to go read Holiday now when you put it back out. Now that I know there's this whole other area where there at. is there's six books and his sister's actually a holiday christmas and he's quite the little uh the holiday christmas starts off right where i ended second chance of love okay cool so, yeah <laughs> so vicky you wrote a sequel to last year's anthology story with yours i, I did i did um <clears throat> It was, um, I actually had it in my head when I wrote the one from last year that I'd like to do three. Um, we'll see. I'm hoping to do another one next year because you have to have the third period. That's right. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Um, you got to complete the game. Um, but yeah, so this one kind of picked up. Since I write in first person, 
this story was told last year by Riley, and he's the he's the quintessential New York superstar hockey player. I don't know who he's patterned after, but um, and <laughs> he's a Norwegian. No, he's, he's not. He's not Norwegian. He's actually not Swedish either, but he is patterned after somebody very famous. I'm not going to name names, um, but he's he's um as. As um, Heather was saying, you know, he's he's the, the he's the one that they, the NHL came knocking at his door at you know 15 and 16, and he actually skipped college to join the NHL um, at 18. But he was living a life of a closeted man until the fates throw this young street hustler in his path. And so that first book was was from Riley's point of view, and I wanted to tell Kiefer's point of view um, because they're they're very much almost. The Prince and the Pauper kind of thing, where you know um, Riley's the millionaire and he's got the loft and you know and looks over Gramercy Park and he's making blah 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 a million, and then he falls in love with this kid who was you know in the sex trade, and so I really wanted to tell Kiefer's story this time. So that's <clears throat> that's where that came from was the continuation of that storyline. Yeah, and to people, the, the, the folks who heard me review the the anthology uh, a couple of weeks back on the show, uh, this was the story in it that made me cry because you, Riley uh, Kiefer's story really just stabbed me, and is also he he what he does in this story is like near and dear to my heart anyway. So yeah, yeah, it was it's 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 very much a discovery story for for Kiefer where you know he's. I don't want to give too much away, but right. it's very, very much a discovery story for him. And, you know, coming into himself as a man where he thought he knew who he was, but, you know, falling in love with Riley, you know, presents, opens up things for him, you know, that he didn't realize that he wanted to do. And so it's, it's very much a self-discovery story, as well as a, a nice little love story. Yes, absolutely. I look forward to the to their third period. Me too. Oh, we should tell people too that there's a link in the book. If they missed last year's story, you've you've re-released as a freebie part one. Yes, yes, there is. There's a link right at the beginning of my story for anybody who didn't read Riley's in the first anthology. So you can just go Insta Freebie and grab it. And I suggest, I mean, you you probably should. You should probably read it. I think it gives you a lot of background on onto that, you know. And then it's it's just a little short, you know. It's under twenty k, like this one is. It takes you an hour or two, and then you can leap into you know into rookie moves. And I think it gives you a lot better perspective on, on the dynamic and everything that went before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So why don't you tell us about your story, Jeff? I uh, see. I was going to throw to RJ next, but no, I'm, <laughs> sure. happy, I'm happy. I'm happy. Jeff to go I first. Sure That's fine. <laughs> so I'll let you two argue it out. So. <laughs> For mine, I I went with a guy who he's been in the game for a while. Um, he's had a breakup. He he is out in in my world, like in in Vicky's. The we've got out NHL players, um, but he had a really bad breakup because he was with somebody who wasn't out uh, and didn't want to be. And uh, his game's been slipping because of it. So he actually in the off season goes back home to um, to see his former coach because his former coach in high, from high school really helped him find himself and come into not just being a good player but also kind of turned helped turn him into the man that he became later so he's gone back home to try and recapture that 
But what he doesn't expect to find there is the coach's son, who, when he left home all these years ago, you know, was like five or six years old, but now is, you know, a college graduate and uh, a very handsome college graduate, no less. And they're kind of tossed together because while Roger is back home working on his game, he's also helping his former coach run his summer hockey camp, which Dylan is also a coach at. So it's an, it's a May December story about Roger trying to, to fix himself and also maybe taking the chance on trying love again, even though, you know, he's kind of got to put his heart back together to do that and take the chance and proceed from there. Um, it was a fun one to write. I haven't done May, December before. And so I was looking for something that was a little different to, to do, um, from my, from a writing point of view to have a different kind of challenge. And I had a really good time with it. I really have to say. You did really well with it. I think I never did May, December before. It was really, really a good read. Yeah, I loved it. It's one of my favorite tropes. So that's why I was like, "Mm." Tell us your story, RJ. My story, I mean, I'm fairly new to this hockey business, only a couple of years now, but they're all tall, like they're all 6'1", 6'2", 6'3". They're really, really tall and big and, you know, strong. And then you've got the little ones, haven't you? The cute ones like Connor Sheary and that Norwegian guy from the New York team. I don't know who he is. What is his name? <laughs> what fascinated me was the fact that even on it, when, when you had the lineup at the beginning, you'd have like tall, tall really short person tall tall and I'm thinking how do they how do they kind of cope so you had this really short guy he's he's five eight but his bio says he's five nine and he's quite proud of that extra inch so you know quite cool and um he's he's in the closet but not in any bad way and it, it's quite open in the book that there are quite a few gay um NHL players and AHL players but and they all know about each other but nobody talks about it so it's kind of you know behind closed doors um, and then we, we're introduced to Lester, who is six foot six. He's a defender, and he takes his chirping a little bit too far, and it comes a bit becomes a bit sexually charged between him and Benji, who is only five foot eight. And that's where the story starts. And um, all the way through, we see that it doesn't matter about your size or, or what your sexuality is or anything like that. If you can play hockey, you can play hockey, and that's the story basically. Yeah, that's cool. that sentiment. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about the season. As we're recording this, the season has just begun uh, a few days ago on October 4th. We're not talking scores, are we? We're we'll avoid the scores games. this time. We've already did that heartbreak earlier. <laughs> <laughs> now, RJ, we yeah, already know you root checked, for the Penguins, of course. Um, let me let me pull up my ESPN. <laughs> you know, I've checked scores in a couple days. You're the Penguins, right, RJ? You yeah. and I share that a little bit because I am Penguins as well as Detroit. Oh right, okay. So, oh yeah, that was a bad night. It's fine. They'll be fine. Come on, two years in a row. They got it out of their you system. Know. Absolutely, they've lost all those players. So you know, we'll be fine. I have every faith. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, because well, I've now got the pens as your second team, haven't you, Vicky? <laughs> I, I kind of like them. Yeah, I don't. I I can't admit that, like in front of a lot of people, because I get kicked out of Rangers groups and stuff. But 
Yeah, I kind of like them. I kind of like them. Except we now have it recorded for everyone to hear. She does kind of like them. Well, there goes my social life. There's your, there's your credibility. <laughs> there it goes. It's and all of, my fault, I'm afraid. And of course, no, Vicky, you're best yeah. known for the Rangers. Definitely. I mean, your Facebook icon and everything. So. <laughs> yeah. And Heather, who's your team? Yeah. So my main team is the Avs, but my secondary team is the Golden Knights. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to say that both had a fantastic week this week. Yeah, I'm glad the Golden Knights <laughs> opened so well. It's, it's nice when you're the new team to come out with a, looking good. Well, if you are not following their Twitter feed, you probably their should. Their Twitter feed is hilarious. Okay, I'll it is really hilarious. There was, yeah, there was really some is. guy... Yeah. He goes, I am so pissed off that the Knights got all these players, but whoever you guys hired to run your Twitter feed, I am now going to follow you guys because they are so, like, the player whose first name is Elvis. What's his name? Oh, I can't remember where they got him from. But they were like, and the Golden Knights just got Elvis. Do you think he's Elvis? Is he really Elvis? Is he Elvis? Oh, my gosh, is Elvis coming back to Vegas? I mean, it it's just that kind of, like, Vegas satire i love it when the teams all get into arguments <laughs> oh <laughs> and the golden knights are fantastic about riling up the other teams and they just go at hilarious okay i, I i'm linking up to that feed today because i'm not watching that feed my second team is new york rangers now and that's all vicky's fault you can't yeah. go wrong no <laughs> 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 but Flurry, I have to keep an eye on Flurry, so I'm I'm following the Knights as well, bless you. Yeah, me. I'm following the Knights too because of Flurry. Well, and I I actually yeah. follow the Rangers because I they're I tell you the watching the goalie is one of my favorite things to do with them. Oh god, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear what each of you has coming up next, uh, through the rest of the year. Uh RJ we'll start with you. Oh, right. Well, in 11 days, um, I've got uh, Deacon's Law coming out, which is uh, the third and last book in the Heroes series. I've got a secret, a special secret, super secret project that I'm not telling anybody about that is coming out in November. Uh, we've got another Railers book coming out in December. That's the third one in the, the MM Hockey Romance I'm writing with Vicky. That's coming out in December. And we're currently writing Stan's story, which is book four in Railers. So that's really exciting. So, yeah, it's a busy, busy end of the year. Indeed. Very busy. Mm. Heather, what's up next for you? Um, I am re-releasing the Holiday Vermont series. Um, book one should, actually, I'm just going to say January one. And then every month, after, every other month after that, each of the books is going to be coming out. Okay, fantastic. Vicki, what's up next for you? Oh, um, um, I, I had to get my paper out from under my cat. Hold on a second. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, uh, on the 18th, I have an MM contemporary called Improper Fraction, which is a friends to enemies to friends, lovers. We don't know how that's going to end out. Um, and then on November 1st, I have the, um, I can't see, <laughs> I have the fifth book in the Venom series, which is my MF hockey romance series, which uh, actually is about a women's hockey team, professional hockey team. 
if anybody's so inclined. That comes out then. And then on the 12th of December, um, this co-authorly book with somebody, I don't know, because I can't see my notes. But it's called The First, Edge. The first of December. That's what I said. I thought you said the 12th. It must be your no, funny it's accent. <laughs> it's your funny accent. That's what it is. Yep, that's what it is. <laughs> Such a smart ass. Anyway, that's coming That's coming out on the 1st. And that's a um, hockey player and a figure skater who is very near and dear to our hearts. Ooh, that's that's that takes me through my year. Cool. What about you, good sir? Um, I have on October seventeenth, uh, the first book in my young adult cyber thriller series uh, kicks off. It's the Codename Winger series, kicks off with Tracker Hacker on October seventeenth. And that's that's a a high school student who's a hockey player, computer genius, and also happens to be a covert agent. Oh, I like that! Wow, that sounds ah! awesome. So. That needs to be made into a film. Easy. Is that on your young adult? Is that um, just because I am? I work with sources of strength, so I'm a safe adult in my school. Is that uh, an MM or just regular way? It is. It, for that one, I wanted the fact that the the protagonist is gay to be like the least interesting thing about him. So he does have a boyfriend. Okay. So it, 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 but it's not a romance. They're they're already established as the book opens, and I wanted to do something that was a little more action oriented and. Oh, I love action. Not just a love story, and you know, and it, it's the first of it. Of, I, I think four books that'll that'll be out. So, and then at the top of next year, I've got uh, the hockey player's heart, which will be a dream spun desire coming out that I actually co-wrote with my husband. Oh, nice. fun. And that's not a for sure date yet, but it's either January or February uh, for the Dream Spuns that that'll be out. So how do, how do you are do you enjoy co-authoring with your husband? I mean, because I'm 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 just having the most wonderful time of my life co-authoring with RJ. And I'm just wondering, like, but we're not married. I mean, if so, like, is it is it? Is it challenging at times, or do you was did you find it to be really easy? I enjoyed creating with him, for sure. Plotting it and laying it out. Um, it was the first co-write for both of us, and so that was we found our way during it. Um, and for him, it was the first time to write something that long form. And to get through the Dream Spinner edits, too, he'd never been through that process. He'd heard me talk about it before, but it was his yeah. first. And it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all the red. <laughs> Look at all these marks. Yeah, um, yeah, it's pretty scary. But it was nice because, I mean, we're, he's he's helped me with my stories for years. He's always been my beta, so he's always given good feedback. And so it was a nice evolution of what we were already doing um, to write it together. I'm actually writing something with my daughter um, and it's a, a romance set in the city that she lives in, in Cardiff. Um, and it's, it's a fascinating process to see a family member through a different set of eyes. If, if you know what I mean, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah so it's that's very enjoyable. Like, you know, like if it's different than like writing, like co-authoring with another author, 
and then doing it with a family member, you know, because there's just there's so much with a family member that I thought probably it would be different. I have as much fun with Bryony writing with her as I do writing with you. We're equally sarcastic and snarky and funny and loud and yeah, so yeah. It's and no I haven't really. done the co-write with anybody else, so I don't. I can't make the comparison. Mm, yeah. So maybe someday I'll have a, another another point of view as well. When I if I co-write with somebody else. So what's the best way to keep up with everybody on on social media? And for this, Sorry, one, we'll, huh? start, we'll start with Vicky this time. Best way to keep okay. up with everybody on social media. Oh, um, I'm I'm everywhere. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, dub dub. <laughs> Just look for VL Losi. You can find me. Where am Where am I, RJ? Everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, Far too everywhere. many places to count. I, I am, and and you know, yeah, yeah. I'm everywhere. Just look for VL Losi. You'll find me. If you type in the word Losi, L-O-C-E-Y, you get you because it's quite a unique surname that you've chosen there as your author name. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> You're easy to that, find. The, the Barry good. name came way before I chose the author name, so I'll have to thank my husband for having that name. Yeah, you thank him. <laughs> Heather, what about you? Um, I am Heather Lear, L-I-R-E, everywhere. I'm, I'm even on Snapchat, but don't look me up on Snapchat because I may have Snapchat, but I do not know how to use Snapchat. <laughs> so I have it mainly so I can keep an eye on my kids. Um, <laughs> but... And I'm RJ? on Twitter, oh. um, Instagram, Facebook. And yep. uh, RJ. Yeah, I'm everywhere as well. You just have to search for RJ Scott. Uh, you don't need the, the little points in between the R and the J, even though Goodreads demands that you do. Um, I'm, yeah, Twitter, Facebook mostly. Twitter, I don't get sometimes, so I just tend to retweet people. <laughs> That's okay. And that's about it. Yeah, I can't. I don't have a website. Characters. I just, I'm too, I'm too wordy, so I can't, I can't get my thoughts into 130 characters for Twitter. I think that's what the problem is. I hear they're moving yeah. to 240 soon, so that might. They help are, yeah. Or they're, they're doubling it uh, up. Well, that would be good. Yeah. That would help. Um, but I also have a website. I don't know if anybody else has websites, but my oh, website, website is uh, uk. Being that I'm in England, so it's uk. You are. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my goodness. It has been so much fun talking to all of you and, and telling everybody about the Changing on the Fly anthology. Thank you all for joining. And uh, hopefully we get good sales and are able to send a lot of money over to the charity this year. Thank you for having oh, us, Jeff. Thank you. Thanks for having yeah, me. Thank you for doing this. So it was awesome talking to those ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, you should definitely pick up, especially RJ and VL's uh, series they write together. The Railers is a is a is a fun series uh, to be doing, and that new book is coming out in just a few months. Well, I say a few months; it's actually just a few weeks because December first really isn't that far away. No, it is not. <laughs> it is not at all. Um, and do pick up uh, Changing on the Fly. the The links in the show notes, and it is only available during the NHL season, so it will it'll disappear. Uh, about six months from now. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Get it at fine retail online retailers. Indeed. So that'll do it for this week's episode. Coming up next week in episode 109, we have Adam Reynolds and Chaz Harris. They're the creators of the Promised Land Children's Book. Ugh, a book I love. Two yes, pieces. You do. Um, they're here to talk about that book and their newest project called Maiden Voyage. Um, that Kickstarter is currently in progress. Yes, and uh, we'll link to that in the show notes also, because if you haven't backed it already, you really should. Yeah, so come back next week. You're going to love it. Okay, guys, remember, no matter where life takes you, the journey will always be sweeter when you have a book. Until next time, guys, keep reading. For detailed show notes and the complete episode backlist, go to BigGayFictionPodcast.com. New episodes are available every Monday on all major podcast distributors and YouTube. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.